Another Daniel episode? Really? Well, this is what happens when I mess with the episode order. I should have left things untampered, so you could see Starscream's ghost get a new body, followed by Starscream's ghost being released from its resting place. That'll teach me. So here we are on Cybertron, watching Spike do his thing as Earth's spaceman ambassador. Carly's here, presumably because robots are on hand for her to ogle. And Daniel is also here, looking awkward and uncomfortable. Okay, this isn't so bad. We can all relate to this from our childhoods. And oh look, here's Grimlock in an apron and a bow tie, playing waiter. Okay, hold on. I know I'm on record as saying that I approve of the Dinobots being transitioned into comic relief roles in Season 3 rather than just bailing out the Autobots whenever they're in a scrape, and I stand by this position. But this... this is just undignified. Regardless of my feelings on the dinos or animal transformers in general, you should never see a robot Tyrannosaurus serving hors d'oeuvres. Listen to how awesome that sentence was. You should never see a robot Tyrannosaurus serving hors d'oeuvres. But I digress. So Daniel sulks off into some mysterious region of Cybertron. Things are looking up. I like those. Except, hmm, Egyptian-style hieroglyphics, weird pictures of dragons, and a magic portal, why not? Where are we? Not Cybertron. California, maybe? No, they're in some kind of magical land. Apparently it's called Minonia, or something like that. And this wizard is watching them in his magic mirror. Okay, look. While I prefer the more sci-fi type episodes, I'm okay with the occasional magic episode. This doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that we're basically back in the same setup we had in Season 2, with a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. We've done this story already. And last time it had fewer children and more Starscream. But okay. At least there's more of a fantasy element to things. Like these tree monsters that confront Grimlock and Daniel. That's pretty cool, I guess. They throw some kind of glowing boomerang thing at Grimlock, and he eats it. That's funny, right? And they throw a rope around his neck, which he tugs on slightly. You may think I'm underselling this action sequence, but I'm just reporting what I see, folks. Meanwhile, back on Cybertron, we get the same scene we had last week of people realizing Daniel's missing. Don't panic yet. Stay calm till we know what's going on. Then we'll panic. Yet another reason why I like Rodimus better than Optimus. Oh god, Grimlock's involved. So he sends Ultra Magnus, Blaster, and Blaster's tapes after Daniel. Spike offers to come along, but Carly basically cockblocks him in front of the entire delegation. Ouch. So Steeljaw, Blaster's lion tape, sniffs out the trail with his working nose. Okay, if I've learned anything in Season 3, it's that robots have a working sense of smell. Back in the uneventful fight scene, Grimlock sort of casually tosses aside tree monsters for a while. Then somebody chops or freezes his leg. I'm really not sure what's going on here. Fortunately, a bolt of magic from that sorcerer dude we saw earlier, who has a tentacle for a hand, sets Grimlock and Daniel free. Then he changes his tentacle to a more socially acceptable appendage and introduces himself. And then we hear the story of what's going on in this place. Long, long ago, the Red Wizard fell from the sky through a strange red circle. Hmm, that's how we got here. Of course, he was not really a wizard then, merely a dabbler. He was taught his craft by the former ruler of Mononia, the Golden One. Indeed, he was the master's favorite pupil. Always impressing the Golden One with some remarkable new skill. Oh, God, is this ever going to end? Yeah, so, okay, surprising nobody, the mysterious guy in the red cloak telling the story is the same guy in the red cloak in the story. He talks Grimlock into helping him defend the castle against the bad people trying to depose him. And yeah, okay, I'll save you the extra ten minutes of duplicity now and just tell you what we already know. He's tricking him. Grimlock's unwittingly helping a bad guy. 
Meanwhile, the pursuing Autobots figure out what that weird chamber thing was for. The Quintessons use it to dispose of their criminals. Rather than just putting them in jail or executing them, the Quints decided it would be more convenient to, as Rewind says, chuck them into other dimensions. And his explanation of the other dimensions include an ice world and a cloud world. So by dimensions, they basically mean worlds in Super Mario Brothers. Anyway, they figure out where Daniel and Grimlock are and pursue. Meanwhile, Daniel and some old dude escape from the dungeon and free the Golden One. Who is a guy we should care about, I guess. Oh, and then we find out the bad guy was really a Quintesson. Everybody pretend to be surprised now. So in the end, the good wizard wins by amplifying his spell through Blaster. Does this count as another instance of defeating bad guys with the power of rock? I think it might. Oh, and with this being a Daniel episode, naturally it ends with a stupid laugh. Young man, I want to talk to you. Dad, it was an accident, honest. Daniel, tell truth. He not mean to get all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> 